Recording in progress. Three, two, one. We're live, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Loose Head Sports Show, the number one sports show on planet Earth. Proudly brought to you by Caffeine Gum Australia. No proceeds go to Jed Gillespie, so buy up. Sir, how are you? Good, mate. Good. I wish I had some caffeine gum and also some proceeds from the caffeine gum, but I'm all good anyway. We'll get there. We will get there eventually, mate. It's been, <laughs> good. It's been a good week for the caffeine gum business. Um, a peers talking shit on the internet is actually quite helpful in selling things. Yeah, Who would have thought? Who would have guessed? I, I'm actually, I think we should get into NFTs personally, but you know. Well, the loose head club, mate, could you imagine? We fucking get a heap of money in there and then eventually set up a bar that only people with the NFT can come to. Mm. Fuck, I, I got to tell you, I don't understand a single thing about NFTs. I, I was at dinner last night with a a family friend and he's fucking 16 years old and he's he made he made like 10 grand buying some obscure crypto did he yeah and i'm going what, what the fuck what the fuck's going on and he's buying these nfts they're just gorillas it's just a little thing of a gorilla and it's meant to be somehow profitable i don't know what the fuck's going on in this world i'm trying to learn about it because uh, one, I'm just interested in it, and I hate not knowing shit. And then the more you, the more you learn about it, the more you go, oh, okay, this actually seems like a, a good idea. So for everyone that's just trying to make a quick buck out of it, if you if you look at it as a long term thing, I think it might be a good idea. Like I had someone explaining to me today, you could even literally start an entire sports team using this kind of system. So people would buy an NFT, which gives you part ownership in a sports team, and you could have a you know million people giving you a thousand dollars each and then you start the sport team and you know so i think it's going to change things but yeah, yeah. it's 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 effectively you're buying a share but i i thought in, in that sense i thought the value of the nft was notionally obviously it's determined by the demand for that nft but i think it's like who created it if it's a one-off photo of just like you nude in a little fucking anime thing it's like you know i suppose it's very, the, the issue i have with it not to get too deep into economics but I, I don't understand why it has value. Its value is given from its demand. So all these fucking 13-year-olds all over the world want it for some reason. But I'm still I'm, I'm yet to figure out what's behind that demand. I don't know why they want it. But it's like the same as art. Like, have you ever seen the Mona Lisa? Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, and that's the most valuable piece of art on planet Earth. So that's something well, I don't understand either. Yeah, look, I... In a year's time, there'll be a movement where the Mona Lisa is now a man or something, I, I guarantee. But it's a very uninspiring fucking photo to start with. Yeah. Mate, I remember standing in the line of the Louvre, you know, after I've had three pan of chocolates for breakfast and a, you know, a double uh, espresso or whatever they call it over there. And I'm, I'm in this line. I'm like, I've got to see the Mona Lisa. I'm in France. I'm in Paris. Got to see the Mona Lisa. Stood in a line of like 200 people at the back, work my way to the front. I'm like, what this is it <laughs> from memory as well like well, i'm sure they move shit around but in that room there's obviously a massive crowd of people in the mona lisa's you know it's big as a cereal box and then behind is some sort of epic painting that's as big as a movie screen like and it's just amazing and no not a single fucking kodak photo was taken of that but everyone's yeah. sitting there chinking on this fucking sort of asexual looking thing well, it just makes me think, how can we market this piece of crap that we are creating to be maybe the Mona Lisa of podcasting? Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I think 
I don't know either. We, we <laughs> Let's just keep to, going and get to fish on board. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Mate, but my brother's in Florence at the moment, and he just went and saw Michelangelo's David. And it's yeah. like David's. It is like it's weird. Have you been there? No, I haven't. Well, when you go in, it's like a, a sculpture of a naked dude. But considering it was in like fifteen hundred, it's incredible. And yeah, you know, like that. That's ten times more impressive to me than um, Da Vinci. My history on st- my history on Da Vinci is a bit. Hazy, but I mean, on the on David, but I'm pretty sure they started making all the dicks really small for some reason. Like, and because the, there was a period where people were snapping off the dicks, yeah, so it was um, offensive, yeah, yeah. So, but like, there's so, but there's a particular reason I can't remember whether it was an emperor or whether it was just cultural, but they'd make all the statues with tiny little knobs or massive knobs if you're chubby. It, it depends which end of the spectrum. <laughs> He's probably the other, the opposite one of what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought we'd start this by talking about art? Uh, not me. That's for sure. That's for sure. What, I got, what, we're going to get straight into it. We're getting straight well, into you, it. We both put out um, a poll this week of things to talk about. And as usual, I had absolute crap from the people that just like giving me and you shit. But you had a couple yeah. of serious ones. Well, I had a, I had a good Well, the first one that's got a, Jamie Roberts to the Tars. Yeah, that's to me that's huge that is every now and again uh myself and um i think it was michael Eisner used to joke that Dwayne vermeulen would eventually come to eastwood that is the equivalent we're like that uh, that is the equivalent of that happening jamie roberts who's played fuck i haven't googled it but like an eternity of football for wales at least i think two or three british Lions, Lions, Lions yeah. tours I thought he retired at some point, but he's back. He's a doctor. He's 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 like a god in Wales, and he's coming to the Waratah. He's coming to bloody the Demountables at Moor Park. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I think that's a great move. He he is married to an Australian lady, which I have since found out oh, after reading reading an okay. article on it. And um, I think uh, what's his name? One of the players, Joey Walton, might have, might be out for the year. So I think he's coming as an injury replacement just for the rest of the year. Um, but look, yep. you got got you got a guy who's a winner. You got a guy who's experienced amongst all the young guys. I can't really see a downside to that. No, I think it's a massive, massive win um, for the Tars. I think I think DC in his like we, we've discussed it a billion times. He didn't have a lot of numbers left to recruit with. But Holloway, Raboni, Vosak, he he's a uh, how do you say his name last correctly? Vosayato, Vosayato. He is a weapon. So there's two outstanding signings. And Jamie Roberts, I don't know for the life of me how that happened, but I think it's outstanding. Look, functionally, will he be what he was a decade ago? He's literally 35. So no, he won't. But in a system where we're constantly saying has lacks a little bit of leadership, a little bit of age, and a little bit of size in the back line, realistically, he's effectively a giant library of fucking rugby and he's he's literally john he's a human he's a he's a beast so i think it's a great signing i think it'll be good for publicity it'd be good for the young guys it'd be good for everyone it's fucking great Mate, and just like the lessons for the backs just learning off a guy like that like you know yourself when you're when you're around like a ben robinson type character who's just been at the top of international rugby and then he comes back to your level and you, you just learn from him like i was very lucky when i started at South, we had four Wallaby props. So the hardest scrums I've ever had in my life have been second grade versus first grade at Southern Districts like 10 years ago. Mm. And um, it'll it'll be the same for the inside backs. It's going to skyrocket their progression. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's it's it'll be very it'll be very, very good for them. 
Uh, look, and it was necessary. I think um, there was an injury. They're, they're, I wouldn't say they're thick in the sort of that sort of 12, 13 either. Like they sort of going to rely, I think, on Fichetti and Parisi, who both get injured a fair bit, and uh, also uh, young fella from Gordon. What's his name? Joe Walton. Joe Walton's injured. He's injured. injured. So yeah. I, it makes a lot of sense, and uh, it'll it'll bring eyes to it, mate. It's it's like anything. I, I'd I'd be keen to watch that. I want to see what I want to see if he's still got anything to it. Couple of things there. Um, you know, you can't go from like Carter for the 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 hills in Wales to Coogee Beach, which he'll undoubtedly be living near there. So it's a good move for him. And uh, mate, big portion of the salary cap gone to the three players you've just mentioned before in Holloway, Vosayatho, and Jamie Roberts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I had. I was just <laughs> well, I was, look, I was just trying I, to shit stir a little bit, you know. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, but like, I think I think once these games get going. <laughs> they will prove to be, whether it's a training or particularly the f- first two being Jed and Raboni, they will prove their worth uh, tenfold. I have no doubt in that. I would I would put my house on that. And Jamie Roberts, to be honest, he could not, he could do nothing, but the fact he signed and showed up um, will pay itself off in people watching and going to the game. So 100%. It, is, it is what it is. Um, yeah. It's an all-round win. Yeah, it's a good. It's fantastic. I was for, I was fucking rattled. Firstly, by the way, um, I can't see hypothetically if he doesn't get picked, it'd be very fucking random. Him like rolling Shoot out for North, <laughs> for North on a Saturday. <laughs> Jamie Roberts, this, like he's right. Look, I think there's there's a set of rules, and then there's rules for Jamie Roberts. He, he won't be rolling out and shoot shield. I don't think it'll be like um, the Falaos. It'll be like a token signing to one of the places and it'll just be like, you know, you give him a car or something. And, you know, he won't play. There's no way he'll play shit shit. Be, fuck, <laughs> fuck, be fucking wild if he was the kind of guy at the age of 35 to go, no, I really want to experience club rugby in Australia. Let's get the full experience. You know, that would be pretty cool if he did that. Well, but look, I, I, might, I wouldn't do that. I might flick him a DM regardless and just see it. Just scout him out and see if he's interested. But um, Just cut Waylo's salary in half, whatever you're paying him. Just give it. <laughs> I'll put him in the uh, the old Eastwood sombrero, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll, right, fit him, we'll fit him under there. Um, but no, that'd be the wildest. It's sort of like when um, fuck, who was? Uh, there's a few guys who've come and come and gone through the Tars and were just beasts. Um, who was it? Was it uh, Tangeli Narvolo playing, playing for? How can they for, let him go? Play, oh, don't don't fucking start me. He's a great guy, Big T as well. Um, but him playing for Para a few times was just a just a nightmare. Like you effectively got to defend eight people on him, and we'd probably have to do something similar with Mister Roberts. Yeah, oh, mate, hundred percent, hundred percent, all round win. Now, what else did you have? You had other serious stuff to talk about before yeah. I, before I go after Fox Sports. Yeah, before you go after Fox Sports, um, firstly, a bit of a uh, bit of admin the. Uh, been a lot of controversy with the balding 15 and the bald 15 over the last two weeks. I've been getting a we Andy Good, the great Andy Good, for those who are who don't know, he's played for England. He's he's played a fucking lot of a lot of premiership rugby. He's sort of like a he's a cold a a, hero. He's a cold hero. He's, he's and he was named a 10 in the balding 15 and he he actually came and replied on the on our Instagram. So shout out to Andy Good. But um a lot of controversy around selections. I'm not. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a, everyone thinks that someone else balding should have been in the side. Um, 
there was uh, someone who was particularly unhappy that Lockie McCaffrey wasn't named. Um, was it him that was unhappy? No, was it that some, no, I can't remember who it was, but they wanted Wellesie out of there. Uh, I know Wellesie probably wanted Wellesie out of there as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, the point is, we'll be, bring, we'll be bringing someone on board to uh, as part of the selection panels because uh, it's getting too heated. I feel like with things like that, it's a what have you done for me lately type scenario. So, like, you got to be front and center for selectors over a consistent period of time. And if I haven't seen you lately, how am I going to select you? Yeah. Look, I, I did, I spent a lot of time. It's something that obviously really, that's what's keeping me in rugby is watching people either be bald or balding. So <laughs> I spent, but um, I effectively got an ear lashing from Ben Benoro's, Brian Melrose's son, uh, for about, the better part of two hours for not selecting David Lyons as well. So uh, he, he'll be, he's, he's probably going to come on board to help me select the sides uh, going forward. We're looking, we're looking at a uh, criminal record 15 uh, redhead, <laughs> <laughs> which will be a very good side. Uh, it would a be a redhead 15 headgear 15. So there's some good squads coming up. Do you know, isn't it funny the lengths that people will go to, to amuse themselves? Like I would spend, so I've got this Reface app. So anyone that follows us both on Instagram would know that every week I put out like some different video of you. There's like Mariah Carey or Britney Spears or something like that. Yeah. The, the amusement I get out of that, and I do it far too regularly that, than it is probably healthy. But yeah, similar type it's, thing. You just spend a lot fun. of time amusing yourself, don't you? Well, it's it's very fun. <laughs> and the uh, I actually had the Reface app for two weeks. And the problem with the Reface app was I couldn't stop using it. Um, I just wanted to put people's faces on things. If you don't know what it is, effectively, it molds your face into effectively any video from all the time. So, you know, you just put your your data onto Trump or it's a a great app. Um, It's it's the best $40 I spend every year. Just before, they're not a sponsor. They should be a sponsor by the amount we use (laughs) it. But it's the best $40 I spend every year. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's all good. That actually wasn't my point. One of the ones that was raised was um, the Ken Catchpole medal. Yes. Um, and the Ken Catchpole medal is, I'm sure most people listening know, but it's the it's titled as the best player in the shoot shield each year. Um, but how do you view it? Before I go, well, how do you view uh, it? Uh, okay, it's it's selected by referees, in my understanding. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. So automatically, it's uh, look. Let me just preface this by saying we've got a number of referees who do actually listen to the podcast. I know I say that, pardon me, I know I say that every week about various groups and communities, but we do actually have quite a few referees that listen and they are fucking good blokes. And I occasionally get a message from someone saying, I like what you said here. I enjoy your podcast and I appreciate it and you're a good bloke. But uh, a front rower has never won the Ken Catchpole medal. So how genuine can it be? Well, look, I think I think it would be incredibly difficult. I I don't you know what have happened, any, yeah, you know what yeah, happened yeah. this year. So Andrew Tuala was high in the rankings and Connor Young and Blake Shoppy. Yeah. This year. Well, they were in the top ten. That, don't worry, we'll get back to that being an issue. But I think it'd be incredible. I, I actually as well I, you know, I am a big fan of I don't know, most of the referees I've come across while playing. They're just good guys. Like fuck, there's nothing else to it. They're just good people. But Imagine how difficult it would be refereeing an 80-minute game. Like, yeah. you know, and there's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. You know, I'm sure I'm somewhere in the crowd yelling. Um, and then at the end, you know, you've got to quickly recite who was 
deserves three, who deserves two, who deserves one. Um, what you'll get is captain, kicker, ten or seven. Yeah, someone that stands captain. out in a big moment. Yeah. So, like, yeah. if you go back to a game, and, that, and that's in fairness, if you go back to a, a game that you were, like, heavily involved, like, how many interactions will you have had with the ten, the seven, the and the captain? Uh, like, the majority. So, you know, I can understand that from that perspective, you'd just be like, oh, geez, I saw, you know, I saw, I don't know, whoever the, whoever the captain of Eastwood is, I saw him, I saw him 10 times, you know, whereas I only saw the Holloway twice. But uh, basically, uh, unfortunately, I, it, in my opinion, it doesn't reflect who the best player in the comp is. I, I, I think it's now, I, I don't give it any validity in terms of who's the best player. I no, I, I, I don't either. I look, it'd be nice to win one, and I'd be telling absolutely everyone on planet Earth if I won one. But, yeah. but I, yeah, I agree. It's it's uh, it's a who makes the biggest impact in front of the refs, and then they can remember you that game award. I, I don't know how you do it. Would you get a separate person to go to every game or watch it on TV? Well, maybe the comment, maybe the commentators could, yeah, could start voting for it. The da- the M is done by the media, I think. Um, and like a selection of media. But uh, another issue which you raise, Chubby, is if you have three guys from your club all in the top 15, you're fucked. No one can win it. So what we did see over the last sort of five, six years is guys who were in clubs sort of coming sixth, seventh, five, six, seven, yeah. and having a star player. Whereas if you're in a great team, it's mo- it's more likely that, your points will get spread around. Now, I don't know. I don't know how, if there's a way of fixing that necessarily, but you know that sort of led to a few fairly, uh, fairly dicey catch pole winners, man. Like I, and in their own credit, I don't think they'd say, "Yeah, I'm the best player in the comp," um, but they were, they were under those rules, you know. Yes, I would, I would agree with you, and um, yeah. They're like, well, what else do you say? It's like any award thing, mate. It's just it's just one person's opinion. Doesn't necessarily make, or in this case, a group of people's opinions. Doesn't necessarily make it right or wrong. Uh, I think at the end of the day, the only thing people really give a fuck about is winning the shoot shield. Yeah. You know. I agree. I was throwing that one out there. I, cause I, 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 I think there was a period where when I was playing uh, where I was like, fuck this, this is ridiculous. This is getting ridiculous. But I'm through the other end of that now, and I don't care. And I, I'd be very hard pressed to find someone else who gives a fuck who's playing. Unless you're, unless you're in the running for it, I think if you won, if you won one, or you're close to winning one, that would be pretty cool. But I've never even been within 150 players of it, so no, either yeah. no, not something I ever thought about there. But then it's no. an interesting one. It's like similar to the coach of the year. I think the coach of the year is voted by the other coaches, and. Um, yeah, so it's really just a, a popularity contest. At the end of the day, isn't the coach of the year the one that wins the championship? Yeah, you think so? It's a funny, it's a funny one. I think they do they give it out the week before the grand it's final, bef- though. It's beforehand. Like I remember, we didn't even make the final one year, and Bari Bari got the uh, coach of the year. So, yeah, yeah. I do think way smiling. Well, I was just happy. Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, yeah, because. <laughs> I do think you could. Be, I do think. I do think you could be the coach of the year without winning the grand final. I do like if you've under extenuating circumstances, like if uh, if Penrith made the finals. Yeah, like if this year, if um, Para make the six, you coach the year. 
you know what? Yeah. You can be prime minister as well. Prime minister <laughs> and coach of the year. If, but like, otherwise it's, yeah, it's fairly subjective, isn't it? Mate, this has been a great conversation so far. We haven't brought up uh, any of the current issues that we've been discussing recently. Are you vaping? No, no, just itching my teeth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that was good. Anything else? What have we got? Well, yeah, you want to go at Fox Sports, so let's go. Fucking, okay, let me let me take it back to when my vendetta against Fox Sports first started. So I was somehow fortunate enough because I'm friends with Jed Holloway to to be able to have Michael Hooper and Kieran Reid on the podcast within like two weeks. Never heard Crazy. Go on. No, a couple of no names. Uh, crazy. Consider When I look back now, I was just terrible at podcasting. I was shitting myself. So I wish I'd – if I get the chance to speak to those two again, who I know are both listeners, I promise I'll be more relaxed. I was very nervous. Um, but within, within – I, I posted it, and I posted a clip about how they were teammates. Within a day, Fox Sports have put out this huge article saying – Wallaby captain and and all black captain are now teammates. I wonder where they fucking got that from. No credit, no mention of the podcast, no mention of me, nothing. So that was, you know, I know I can understand not wanting to give. What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, okay, stay focused, please, mate. It's distracted me. The old goldfish brain is playing up again. That is a big one. Is that the Jed Gillespie vape? <laughs> we can't tell people about that one yet guys but it's all coming soon jedgillespie.com slash vape don't get distracted but this is every single week yeah. now i get told i love marijuana but i don't love <laughs> marijuana go back to the story <laughs> i'm just gonna cut that bit i love marijuana <laughs> <laughs> go back um yeah sorry and then so fox sports put it out and i've Ever since then, I've hated them, and I just every time I look at, I can't even look at you. Every time, every time I I look at something that they post, it's something derogatory. It's something clickbaity. It's something that's trying to get you outraged about someone. It's trying to drag someone down. It's it's all incredibly negative, uh, from what I can see, and. I guess that's probably a bigger sign of the times, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just, I, I, I just, you know, they're, they're smashing Nick Kyrgios, absolutely hammering him. And I, I don't quite understand it. I think it's cause he's a little bit of an out there character and, and maybe there's a certain amount of the population who engages with Nick Kyrgios hate. So they just go after that rather than just reporting good, honest stories. Yeah. Well, look, Does that make sense? Yeah, look, I, 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 I like normal news as well, but I, I do go at least once a day go on Fox Sports and just, just check if, you know, what's been happening. Maybe someone got traded from somewhere, like something crazy happened in the NBA. I don't know. Things that you wouldn't hear on your Instagram feed. And a lot of it, yeah, I, I would say Fox Sports is getting a little bit more clickbaity than it has been in the past. Um, I think that's a sign of the times, though, Chubby. I do. They also tie... And I'm sure you've seen, they'll tie all their stories in. So, like, if they put out a story on Monday, then they'll then just rehash the headline and, and put, like, a little paragraph and then and then the same story again. So, yeah, look, uh, yeah, it's whatever evokes emotion, mate. Like, if it doesn't evoke emotion, it's not going to get the clicks, it's not going to get the views. So, that's how it is. You know how, you know how on Instagram there'll be people that would follow you and then, un- and then unfollow you when you don't follow them back? 
Yeah. So, but on Facebook, when you follow a news page or, or Fox Sports or something like that, you very rarely unfollow it from what I've mm. seen of people. Mm. Um, so, so I recently unfollowed Rolling Stone magazine. Because, mm. Have you seen some of the shit that they've been posting? No. It's got nothing to do with music or entertainment anymore. It's, it's just still smashing Donald Trump, still smashing various political people. Joe Rogan got absolutely smashed. Uh, because he's had some doctor on and then gave out false information or something. And <sighs> so I, I unfollowed him and I've never done that on Facebook before. Um, but it's to me, that's very sad. And to me, there's a good opportunity in media for anyone that can somehow work out how to monetize, you know, this type of thing and just tell the truth. Like if something's bad, say it's bad. If something's good, say it's good. Tell us what is happening. Don't give us your narrative on it. And yeah. I, I feel like too much. Uh, it's it's people's opinions, it's or, or it's not really their opinion, but it's designed to make people angry so that they would, you know, talk about it on a podcast, you know, or, or yeah, comment on it. Yeah, no, I mean that is the way it is. I um, it is difficult at the moment. Uh, it's it's very collective. Thinking is very collective at the moment. Let's say you're for something or you're against something. You're very rarely just consuming it. Um, so like you you know you don't really consume news like you were saying about Nick Kyrgios you don't just consume news about his game and something that happened it's you're either in the camp of loving or hating him and that, that's sort of where we're at in general yeah. so you mentioned pol- American politics that's definitely where they're at Australian politics that's where we're at if you're either for or against you know fucking mandatory masks or whatever like it's we're camped up at the moment so that's 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 just where we're at is it, is it possible, Jed, to like certain aspects of someone and dislike certain aspects of them, but that doesn't mean you hate them? And you can see the other side, just say you have to choose a can, but you can see the positives in both sides and the negatives. Like, is yeah. that possible? It absolutely is possible, but it, it doesn't really align with um, certain ways of, of viewing society. It's, uh, particularly the left likes to, likes to group people. It's a, it's, a, it's a lot easier for people, I think, to to analyze with their brains if they can just put people in boxes, you know, put people in boxes rather than have Chubby who's like, likes this, likes that, but he also likes, you know, he's a heavy marijuana taker. Whereas, you know, like it's, it, they need to put you in a box. So yeah, it's, a, it, I think Fox Sports is, is, is just falling with everyone else. But um, I, reckon, I have, I reckon no, be I have really noticed nice. it's been crapper. I have noticed it's been crapper, man. It's it's. I, I, I reckon it'd be really nice to just have set opinions on things because one of my weaknesses, and I could be a strength or a weakness depending on how you look at it, but I could always see all sides of every argument. So I tend mm. to be quite an indecisive character because I'm like, well, that makes sense. Oh, but shit, that person's point of view makes sense. So I kind of, it, it, it's kind of good because you can see how how other people feel and think and empathize with them. But it's also hard to get shit done sometimes. Yeah, I can see why that would make shit hard to get done sometimes, but it also makes you very amicable, right? So it makes it helpful to get through situations and circumstances with varying fuck personalities, things like that. You know, it, it's it's helpful to be amicable at times, but you got to be decisive at other times, I suppose, on the other end of that. Do you know, do you know I had this thought the other day. Have you ever met another person that's had a similar life to you? Life? Yeah, similar life experiences, lived in this country, lived in that country, did that, had this bad shit, had that good shit happen to you? Not, like, I would say, like, within the realm, like, expanded realm, yes, but, like, really similar, no. 
Yeah, I've never met anyone that lives a lot that has lived a life like me. No. Ever. And then if you expand that out, it's pretty impossible for anyone to live the same life. So we're all going to have different experiences and different points of view. So I think if more people look like even my brothers, they both we both come from the same family, but we've all had three very different lives and we've all got different points of view, different ways we live. And, and I think if more people could be accepting of other people and be open to the fact that everyone's different and sees the world differently, the world might be a better place. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think you just, if people, if you just, you're, you don't have to be open to it, just don't be offended by it. Stop being offended <laughs> by things. Stop everyone. I, I, this, I promise anyone who wants to get back to rugby will get back very shortly. But I, I was listening to one of those Rogans, and it is by far, we live in the softest generation in human history. And that is a fact. It is the, uh, it doesn't, you know what? It, it does roll over into rugby a little bit. But not as much because I think rugby is one of the, the the final sort of alters where being offended by fucking someone's thoughts hasn't quite touched yet too much unless you're Israel Folau. But you know, it's it, we do live in the softest generation ever to exist. That's a fact. I have to bring this up before I forget. I went to the post office to post some caffeine gum Australia to my various clients all over the world. And as I was standing in line, there was this lady who was, might have been three people behind me with someone standing quite close to her behind. And she said, excuse me, social distancing. <laughs> and the, the oh. lady's like, what? And like moved a, like a foot away. She's like, thank you. Yeah, there's a, there was a dude in West Ride for a little while who was walking around. He was like a big sort of Lebo guy and he had a sign hanging from his neck and it just said, I have an exemption. And he just, well, he didn't wear a mask. He just wore a sign. And I was like, I like this guy, bro. He's got, so I printed one for myself. Did you? You got a t-shirt? I am an exemption. No, but I have had uh, some interest in the, we did some beta testing, uh, everyone out there on some potential t-shirt ideas. Uh, One of them was Jed Gillespie sold me drugs. The other one was cancel Jed Gillespie. And the third one can't be repeated. But I Something about people's mums. I, had, I've ha- I have had interest on two of them. So that's it's adding diving on the people I spend time with. Yeah, that'd be quite that'd be quite funny. Jed Gillespie sold me drugs. Imagine if that shirt sold like a hundred thousand or a thousand, even or maybe even five shirts. It would still be awesome. It, it'd actually be funnier if you didn't know, like you had no connection to me, anyone I knew, you didn't know anything, but you're wearing the full name of someone on your shirt. Um, wait, all right, back to footy. Um, yes. How's preseason? So you guys back end your week, right? We did last week, yes. Uh, how was it? It kind of mix, kind of mixes it up. It was good. It was good. Um, boys, boys got a little bit tired after Friday, and Saturday was uh, a little less tiring. But no, the boys have been good, mate. They're they're a good bunch of fellas. They're very hardworking, and um, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for this year. It'd be nice to play a full season for the first time in a long time. I, yeah. I wouldn't even consider this a full season because you're playing 18 games. I remember the last year I played, it was like 22 rounds plus yeah, finals the, plus the trials. The double round, man. The double round. And the, those those seasons back then, I suppose you just naturally progress to the next one. I, ne- I don't remember thinking like, wow, this is going to be really short this season, except for 2020. But those first few were so long. And I don't re- – like, we're, I suppose we were really young and happy at the time, but like playing everyone home and away – like, if you're in round five and you're 0-5, you can come fucking first. Yeah. 
Well, like I think Norths did that year that they won it. They lost like the first six. Yeah, it's fucking incredible, isn't it? But, yeah, um, the, fir- the first year, what- the, I think it was they lost the first five or six games and then ended up winning the whole thing. Yeah, it's fucking incredible. Like the, it just gave you more time, I suppose, back then to sort of have a few slip ups. Um, well, you can now, build. You can build into a season. You can build into a season. Whereas the last couple of years, you had to fucking go from the start. You couldn't afford a little bit of build into it time, could you? Yeah, actually, it's a good question for last year. How much did you guys do? Much like mathematics, I suppose. With like five, six weeks to go, did you start doing much maths on like? Oh, I never did. I never did. I'd have a bit of a look going. Hey, if we win this game, we you know we're within six or seven, or we'll get close to making the finals, but. It wasn't it wasn't really you know I was I'm very much a week to week type person if you don't win if you don't win enough games you're not going to get through so I'd, and and, and I, I think it actually puts a weird amount of pressure on the players going hey we need to win this game by this amount of points you know what I mean yeah 100 yeah I, so, I, I I I somewhat similar I think there's times where you might need to be just because of the nature of you get it you know sometimes you get a log jam down four five six or three four five um we played 2019, we played East at home in the last round. Mm. And if we won, I think we came second and Gordon got in. Yeah. And if we lost, but no, if we won, we might have come, I think we came first. If we lost, Gordon were out and we play East again. And um, despite a uh, hat trick from a aging, heroic, bald man, the, uh, we went down and Gordon went out and we played East again at TG the next week. So I suppose it's like situations like that where you end up with funny results and um, it, it does get a bit tight towards the end of the seasons. Like it, it gets, it gets intense. I remember, I remember uh, we played a semi-final versus uni at Southern districts one day and we ended up winning the game on the bell for the second year in a row. The year before it knocked them out when we went on to play you guys in the final, but yeah. the following year it did. The result was meaningless. It was just, you're both going through the next week. It's this person's going through first and playing this game. This guy, this guy's playing the easier game, the easier yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so we, everyone's going. We're not doing yet. We're not doing yet, but we didn't. We just beat them, and then the next week they got knocked yeah, out. Yeah, you beat them. You know. Sometimes I do. I do remember times where, for whatever reason, Uni hadn't got their flood of Wallabies back yet, but you knew that by the second round of the finals they would be back. So. On paper, you might win the first game, but you'd actually yeah. get a harder draw. Um, yeah. So I, I think one year we actually lost to you and it worked in our favour. Um, potentially, for, for, oh, it might have been 14, I don't know, but we lost to you guys and we actually got an easier draw because of that. And you, you had to go on and play uni. We went and played a very good Manly team, but I would have preferred to play Manly than uni. Yeah, I think anyone would have, to be honest, because we were fucked the next week. Yeah, and that's exactly how. Yeah. That's it, it. That that I suppose Uni are one of the rare teams where that has happened historically, just because they have such a great, you know, broad draw of players. But I think this year as well, um, all these guys from Melbourne, all these guys from Canada, not Canberra, uh, the Tars, like the international players, like Jamie Roberts. I know he'll want to play, but the Force, like they're going to line up for a shoot shield team. So did, did you see the Perth, uh, not Perth, Western Australia governor? You'd know his name, but they've just put further restrictions on Perth. So they were meant to open up on the 5th of February and now they've pushed it back even further. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this year. Yeah, fuck those guys. Uh, he's, got, he, he's an idiot. Um, but 
yeah, it, I suppose my point is there's a lot of fringe players who haven't had to play much club football. Like when I say fringe, I mean guys from overseas or they're from originally from New Zealand. They've come to the Tars, whatever. They're going to have to, they're going to play a lot of shoot shield this year. So, yeah, what team you see in round one for South or Eastwood or North, you know, it may have, it may look very, very different come round 15 when six guys become available who, who never previously played, you know. So that's something that you'll have to keep your eye on. And I know a lot of the club coaches at the moment would be, you know, trying to wiggle in there and make sure that, you know, that I have no idea. The third string nine from the Brum, uh, the, from the Rebels or whoever is available for them. Yeah. No, de- mate, definitely, definitely. It's going to, I think the last couple of years, it could be any number of six to eight teams who could potentially win it. So I think that there's been a lot of teams that have done some serious recruiting. So I think if people can sneak into the finals, then you throw in the super rugby guys coming back. It's going to be very exciting if we get through this year, when we get through this year. Yeah, we were, I mean, I don't want to talk about that aspect at all, but yeah, it's, 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 I will say though, uh, and for, for the people who've sort of loved the shoot shield for a long time, like gone are the days where 2011, you know, uni can roll out a fucking international site. For the two, super rug, two super rugby teams, first grade and second grade. They're, like those days are numbered. And I think that's because the standard of super rugby isn't as high. But the reality is that like if you look at East or something like that, you know, they've had fucking eight contracted players per year for the last two years at least and still haven't, you know, kicked on to win the comp. So I, I don't think that regardless of how many people get back to where, I don't think that it can completely 360 the comp like back in 2011 and those years. But it, it will certainly impact like whether you sort of get knocked out in the first round of the semis or you make the grand final. It will impact that. Right, definitely, definitely. Um, when do you guys start back? It's this week, isn't it? Yeah, we, we're, we're back tomorrow. Um, get the boys going. There's been, a, to be honest, a fair bit of um, fair bit of sort of homework um, for for the guys themselves, but mainly for the coaches in terms of attack, defense structures, things like that. Making sure things are in line. Consulting people smarter than us. Um, Is um, Benny Benny Batcher? Um, oh, actually, serious question. Big, huge Instagram post from Ben Batcher the other day. Uncle Ben, he looks like he's been on the uh, Jed Gillespie diet lately. Can you confirm? What's the Jed Gillespie diet? <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'll just hope no, he gets offended by that. No, he won't get. Well, he'll be offended by fucking the Jed Gillespie diet. But he's um he's been counting his calories for the better part of a decade now. So he uh he stays in check. Oh, Good it's fucking him. boring, mate. It's boring. Good for him, but boring. I did it for a year and I was so fucking shredded. I do it for uh, two days and I just get over it. Well, you got to scan. I'm sure there's people out there who've done it. Maybe if you're really fat, you haven't, but you grab a, your, whatever you're about to eat, you scan the barcode, tells you what's in it. And um, that process sucks. Now, don't, it's fucking it's horrible. Actually, actually, I should give, we should give him a shout out. Former Eastwood legend Ben Alexander's got an app where all you do is t- post a photo of it and they tell you what the calories are. Yeah, actually, I, I have heard, I have heard that he 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 does he gets uh, he gets a bit done, Benny. Eh? He's got a couple of pubs. He's got uh, he's got his app. I know his brother Tom's still at Eastwood. He's a very good friend of mine. Uh, he's also a genius um, when it comes to IT stuff. So talented family. But I didn't know the app was live. 
No, it's live. Uh, I had him on the one of the best sports podcasts, the number one sports podcast in the world. Yeah, and he's talked about it, mate. I, I tried it for a little bit. It's uh, like even taking photos is too much for me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it is significantly easier than, than a lot of the other ones because most people don't need to know the precise macronutrients of protein and carbohydrates unless you're like a bodybuilder or something. So you just no. take a photo. Within an hour or so, it sends it back and tells you where you're at. Seemed like a pretty good idea. It's, it's, I like the idea. The, the hard part about – what the useful part about counting your calories for me was I wish I'd done it when I was in the realms of being a pro footballer. I really wish I had um, yeah. because it, it's not that hard, right, if you're really taking it seriously. But you then begin to know things. So you're like, right, a slice of cheese, that's five – if it's light cheese, it's five grams of fat. And, you know, there's nine calories to every gram. And then there's only five calories to every gram of – carbs and this and you, you, you sort of start knowing stuff so even if you only do it for two months you can sort of look at a meal and go all right that's about you know 450 or that's got it's mainly your fats i was watching right so you're like mate you know that's probably 40 grams of fat i wish i'd done it when i was younger um because all it is now is i go to eat a bag of chips and i'm like well i know it has 120 grams of fat in it but i'm still gonna fucking eat it so it's not as effective now that i'm retired well, it's yeah, we we talked about this earlier in the week to a mutual friend of ours. But if you are still playing footy and then you retire, do not stop exercising because it is very difficult to get that level of fitness back again. Uh, oh. So I would, I would encourage anyone who listens, and we're starting to get some listeners, Jed Gillespie, do not stop exercising ever. I, I was pretty good when I first stopped, and then I stopped, you know, then I was a lazy fucker for a while, and now I'm starting to do it again. But Jesus, once you stop, it's so hard. Oh, mate, I, I couldn't agree more. There was a, um, like, I'm boxing, like, fucking five times a week. These sessions are hard, and nothing's happened, from what I can tell. But the when I was a player, I would just, if, if I, you know, if I need to lose 10 kilos for some reason, it would just fall off me. And I, I, yeah. it, must be a, it must be an age thing, talking like I'm 70, but it doesn't anymore. So I can get really fucking, like, if I lift a lot of weights, I can get bigger. But I, for some reason, can't get smaller. And I know you would have said the same thing, but when you're playing, you're like, mate, I'm 120 now. I only need to be 108, you know, when I'm I, 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 I've said the same thing every Monday for the last <laughs> – I've been stopped for over a year now. Every Monday, all right, you don't need to be 114 kilos anymore. Get down to 100. Get down to 100. And then I just get to Friday. I'm like, ah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Well, mate, the, or the, even day to day, like, you know, you might have a bad – they eating yesterday, like, I don't know, I had a you know, couple of these or some pizza or something, and then you're going to bed, you're like, yeah, you know what, tomorrow's going to be, you know, I'll just have a little shake in the morning, and then we'll do a little trot, and I wake up all fucked and just going, oh, fuck, I need a croissant. Like, get me a croissant. Someone fucking get me one bad. I'm, I'm in pain. But hey, do you remember when Guzman first started coming out? Guzman yeah. Gomez? So Mets and I yeah. became obsessed with burritos. So we would eat burritos. <laughs> who would have guessed that Tim Metcher, <laughs> yeah. the man who at one point was going to start his own franchise in Coffs Harbour, he probably Mexican. still he probably still going to. But but we do it before training, and then just it would just sit in your guts while you're running. And I'm just thinking of that now, going, what the fuck was I thinking? I do look I do look at some of the boys, um, and at some of the sessions you go, fuck that. And then sometimes I, you know, you're in trouble fitness wise. If I look at, I'm looking at your scores and going, 
Mm, that's a stone's throw. I could. It's not too far away. So I suppose that that could be the measuring stick for when you're completely fucked. I might just yeah. post some times, and if you're within, if you're within, you know, fifteen seconds, you need help, urgent help. Publicly name and shame. I'll Instagram post it, and then I, what I'll do is I'll boost it so that millions of people around the world will see that you are an incredibly unfit person, unless you pull your head in. How's that yeah, for coaching? Well, well I, I will say though, I think the it doesn't just apply to um to retiring. Like there were times in when I played where I was so fucking fit and I wasn't that slow. So, you know, I was running like a fucking five minute yo-yo. I mean, Bronco or whatever, which is just so fast for, for me. I wish I'd just ticked it over, you know, yeah, just, just kept going. It over. There is no better. I did like I, one, one of my, my pretty much my only proper full, full pro preseason. I went in fit. And it was so much easier than if I went in fucked. And what I did notice, though, was that the guys who were sort of long-termers, they'd go in fucked. And I I hesitate to say it was so that they could have a massive improvement on their scores. There was between that or just maybe they wanted a proper off-season. But, like, they would really come in bad and then end up good. Whereas, I suppose, it was a bit rarer, but some people would come in fit and end up touch fitter, you know. I reckon particularly when you're starting out, you want to come in fit. Oh, absolutely. Like, there's, it, it, there is nothing, no better look than getting to your testing day and coming first. Like, yeah, you're coming yeah. first or you come second or you, you, you win the 40, you know, just shit like that. One of the many mistakes I made is not realising that you don't get a second chance at a first impression. No, it's a very good point. Um, I've actually tried to take that advice on your advice about um, not holding your first impression. I think that was good. I think that was some of the very, one of the very few things you say that really sticks with me. Occasionally, occasionally is a jam amongst all the bullshit. No, it was a good point. Um, but actually, before uh, I go and fucking punch around some sixteen-year-old Koreans and you do have another caffeine gum, I had, do have a story from um, after the two thousand fifteen grand final. I got a, I got a, I got a story. It's a it relates to a big fan of the podcast, um, regular messenger of the podcast. Um, hooker played hooker potentially. <laughs> potentially, Allegedly. potentially, yeah. So, uh, very very tight final. Don't remember a single second of it. Uh, apparently, Jai Ayub kicked a goal. Don't remember, but he's a really short person, so we won't give him any credit. Um, you know, back to the clubhouse, same thing anyone would do. You drink there till it closes. And then the Gillespie family home turned into the party house for the second year in a row. And it was pretty much open to anyone who wanted to come, supporters, uh, players, whatnot. Um, at some point, I must have been maturing because I, instead of the year before, I said, oh, I'm actually going to have a bit of a nap. Um, when I woke up in the morning and I, I did leave this person roaming furiously around, the house just before I went to sleep, he spilled a, a full thing of tzatziki on our pool table, um, which never came out actually. Very <laughs> 100 year old pool table. Um, I woke up in the morning, uh, my mother was particularly unimpressed. Uh, they were all still drinking, and there had been a note left on our front step with a golf driver and a bucket of balls and said, I think these belong to you. And that player had been driving uh, golf balls into our neighbor's house uh, for a large portion of the evening. 
off the front yard. So I, I at the time, I was like, well, that's not possible. Who would do that? Uh, the, unfortunately, I know, the golf, I know who'd do that. The, go, the golf club was also left on the front of the front lawn. So they'd obviously paid for their bucket, teed it up into the garden, into the next door neighbor's house, and then just walked inside. So, Can I ask a serious question there, Jed? Why are you letting supporters come to your Mad Monday, Silly Sunday session? That's quite a well, risky endeavour. Yeah, well, here's the thing. We're, the, there's a certain class of people who emerge around grand f- final time at Eastwood, and they, they sort of crawl out of the local drinking vessels <laughs> at, the, at the businessmen's club. But there was, there was a lot of guys who were sort of, you know, our age or our mates. You know, it, they wouldn't come to Silly Sunday, but, you know, they, they were they were put it this way. There wasn't just complete randoms who I had no idea who they were, but there yes, were definitely was, some. That was screened. That was screened. There were some arms linked customers though who I was going, oh, yeah, that's so and so's brother's cousin's girlfriend. All right, fair enough. Get did, on you get, did you guys get uh, whenever you made a grand final, you just have randoms turn up that you hadn't seen all year who were all of a sudden like wearing the Eastwood kit and were like screaming and yelling and yeah, so just... we're, we're very proud of them at Eastwood and they're called the townies. <laughs> They're called the townies, the Eastwood townies, um, and they they uh, they emerge mostly for sort of the one or two big home games a year, and uh, and when it's grand final time. But it's it's important to have, you know, they they, they get out of the Eastwood Businessmen's Club and the Landmark Hotel, and they get on the bus and they slap a shirt on. We fucking we love them. Mate, that's perfect. Should we bring up what James Wayland asked? Former Southern Districts lower graded James Wayland. So you guys. Between you two, who was better? And and I would immediately have said you, but my my answer is that we're both better than him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, I'm not going to get involved in this slander. I think he's a very talented <laughs> young man, but he, uh, I'm not going to be stirred. I'm not getting my pot stirred on this podcast. He's talented, or right? you should see him on the piss. He's electric on the piss. And he's good well, at putting I... signs together, avoiding work. Uh, he's good at wasting days sitting on the toilet what else is he good at no that's about it overeating nutritionally overachieving he's very good at that nutritionally uh, <laughs> overachieving maximizing no, nut- nutritional value i love whaler i just had to mention that yeah no it's pretty funny I-, I think he'll enjoy that as well so good on him he will he will it's certainly good for me to mention now i enjoyed it honestly anyway you off to foxy boxing um this was fun <laughs> this is fun as Fuck. usual if you are still listening to this dribble, like this video. The more people that like videos on YouTube, the more people are likely to see it with the YouTube algorithm. Subscribe to the channel. Once we get to 1,000 views, we can start earning money. Buy caffeine chewing gum. When we put Jed's shirt out and his THC vapes, get amongst them. Jed Gillespie sold me drugs, patent pending shirt and vapes. Um, anything, Jed? Anything to finish on? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm really tired in general. I'm sick and go to work. So, um, shout out to uh, shout out to everyone. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody really understands what that means. If anyone could, <laughs> if anyone can interpret what Jed just said, please uh, let me know. I'll give you a free pack of gum. Follow us both on Instagram at Two Loose Heads and at Official Jed Gillespie. Follow at Wandering Bear Sports on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and I've got a LinkedIn, Twitter now. Boom. Jesus. Thanks, thanks everyone listening, man. We've been getting fucking good views, Jed. Yeah. We're getting, good. We're getting good views. So we'll good keep going. Eventually, we're going to do this in person. With the yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. 
we'll get set up. All right. Anything else? Nah, let's turn the recording off. I have one thing to tell you. Bye.